This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Zing This. You got me, Zinger, and I'm joined by a very special guest. All right, by the Black Hand himself. I'm sorry, we're skipping ahead here, but Brett Hand from Hysteria 51. And what it, is going on, dude? Is it the lower fourth dimension? Isn't that what you guys it call is. it up there I, in Chicago? I am broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension itself, otherwise known as chicago illinois and yeah <laughs> yeah a little foreshadowing but the black hand uh william hand dc comics also my grandfather's name so how about that Ooh, creepy yeah. very creepy actually <laughs> well I, as as you probably have read the title of this this is going to be a green lantern filled episode uh we're we're gonna just go over everything green lantern related and we'll reveal why I brought Mr. Hand over here on for this episode. Is it because I just I love the movie so much and that's all I can talk about? We'll get to that. <laughs> I'm such a Ryan Reynolds fan. I know, I know. <laughs> Alright, well but first, speaking of if you love Ryan Reynolds, um we've got actually some Green Lantern news. It's weird. Last week was Rick and Morty and we actually had Rick and Morty news. This mm-hmm. week it's Green Lantern and we kinda have Green Lantern news. So there have been rumors going around that DC is courting Tom. Cruise. Ah, uh, yeah, yep, yep. To be Hal Jordan in the DC, I want to say universe, but I think that's 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 being See, generous. They're in there, yeah. So here's the thing: I love to hate on Tom Cruise, but I usually watch his movies and enjoy them. He's too old. I mean, and I just watched his last movie. Uh, the name is escaping me, but the one where he was smuggling drugs, and he's starting to look his age a little bit, and he's just way too old and if i was going to be casting someone like that i would go with like nathan fillion who does the the voices for their their cartoons you know Mm -hmm. someone that has some some cred he is a big name it would probably bring a lot of people to the seats but you're going to have another batfleck issue where people are going to hate it hate it hate it and then you know look he actually turned out to be one of the better parts of of all of the, the stuff. He's a really good Batman. Yes, I, uh, I don't I, argue that, even though I still yeah, have not seen Justice you know, League. I just don't see him doing it. You know, and if you want to have someone with some age, I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm not even a great big fan of him, his acting, but I was thinking about Josh Dumel. I think that's how you say his name. Hmm. He's got a little gray in his temples, but he's still young enough and in good shape. Someone along those lines I see is playing a Hal Jordan, not not tom cruise but uh you know they don't pay me to make those decisions so hey um i uh, i don't know how to take this because i'm like i kind of want to be because i I heard the background on on that hal hasn't been to earth in years that he's been out you know patrolling the space sector and finally yeah they're talking about like a buddy cop movie in space yeah yeah and and that's the thing to where i can if they do it that way to where he hasn't been to earth in years and he is the older like older one I'm, i'm willing to kind of be like, eh, okay. I, I will agree with you. Nathan Filling would be great, but once again, that is like a perfect casting that will never happen. Yeah. And I, yeah. I feel like I, as much as I love Nathan Filling, I love Firefly. And I know Ellie's not on here to defend Firefly, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Nathan Fillion is amazing, but I feel like there is too much anticipation of if he did the role that he would do a good job with it. Like, he would not live up to the expectations we expect of that. Of, of him being that character, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling bad, because I know that he's done the voice several times, but I don't know. So, so who do you think? I mean, if okay, if we don't go with Hal Jordan, which I, I think, as much as I love the guy, would be a great possible ability to introduce another Green Lantern, who do you think we should go with out of the Earth Lanterns? Uh, Guy Gardner or Jon Stewart or both. You know, um, when they picked Hal Jordan in the beginning, they also were going to pick Guy Gardner, and he happened to be close. Or like either of mm-hmm. them in the comic universe were okay. And uh, those are the first three, and I, I kind of got to stick. I know they play with everything, but you got to stick with the comic book roots a little bit. So yeah, for me, for me, it has to be Hal. But that's just me saying that. Throw in another one, I'd probably throw in Jon Stewart. But Guy Gardner can can flip flop with any of them. I'm I'm okay with any of that. I kind of like John Stewart. I mean, I think he's a great Green Lantern. Also, he kind of has that brand recognition thanks to the mm-hmm. DC animated universe. Absolutely. Even though I, I would love to see Guy Gardner, and we'll get into. I'm sure we're going to do favorite Lantern and stuff like that. But I love Guy mm-hmm. Gardner. But I love him for stuff outside of him just being a Green Lantern. It's kind of right. more Blackest Night stuff. But anyways, no, I just I just wanted to get, get your quick opinion on that. So I yeah, guess I we'll... have no love for Kyle Rayner, so you will never see me asking for him in a movie. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. That's, uh, I have a very pointed opinion on him, so yeah. But uh, but any of the others, I'm, I'm okay with. And, uh, you know, Jessica Cruz and uh, Simon, Simon Baz, Baz they're, they're, they're too new for me to, to start out with. So yeah. So what if we just go with an Alan Scott one? Just, yeah. just go completely yeah. retro. Now, now new Alan Scott from Earth 2 or the old school, my ring doesn't work on wood and I got a red shirt with a cape on Alan Scott. <laughs> old school. We're, we're going old school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now that would be something. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to fly with today's audience. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I can agree with you on that one. Even though I think it would be funny to have Batman be like, I've got wood here. Yeah. You can't beat me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's not as it's not as powerful as anything yellow, you know. Which used to be the uh, you know for all the other Green Lanterns, so yeah, of course. All right, well, we're gonna go to a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna get right into this discussion on Green Lantern. This is Zingness. Hello, all you curious creatures out there. I'm Amber Ray. And I'm Andrew McKay, and we are the hosts of Into the Portal. If you like myths, legends, history with a paranormal twist, join us every week as we explore lesser-known mysteries of our world and beyond. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and all other major podcast platforms, and at intotheportal.com, your gateway to the bizarre. The only question is, do you dare peer into the portal? And welcome back, everyone. So, Brett, why did I bring you on? Because I, I feel like you explaining this is better than me explaining. Like, what <laughs> for what reason would you be on a Green Lantern episode? So, if you know me, there's no question to it. I'm a huge Green Lantern fan. And I'm not, like, a, a new, new to the Green Lantern universe. I've been a fan, actually, since I was a kid. I watched Super Friends growing up and Green Lantern when I was a little kid was my absolute favorite, and I have read comics 
my entire life, and that's been what I've bought, and I've bugged my parents to buy me toys and buy me comics, and I've collected them. And over the years, I've kept them, and I've kept everything Green Lantern that I have ever gotten. And I was talking to Justin recently. Um, I'm actually uh, in talks with Guinness Book of World Records. I am uh, waiting for final approval to have the world's largest Green Lantern collection. I have thousands and thousands of comics, of course, uh, of just Green Lantern related. And then I have about 600 Green Lantern statues and toys. They're all in the original packaging, all mint. And then on top of that, I've got lots of uh, custom items. Hell, Art Cake Topper at my wife and I's wedding. Uh, we were on the top, and I had my shirt open, and I had a Green Lantern shirt <laughs> underneath it. <laughs> so I'm a little bit of a fan. And, uh, yeah, we have in our basement, we got a Green Lantern room, and it's just shelves and shelves of anything you can think of. So, yeah, I'm a little bit of a fan. <laughs> See, I thought I was accomplished by having the complete run Jeff Johns did on it, but... Oh, apparently, yeah, apparently, I fell short on that one by comparison to you, sir. Yeah, so I have uh, from from mid volume two uh, through volume five, which we are now every same as every comic that's came out. In total, I have a little over fifteen thousand comics. Now, of course, most of those aren't Green Lantern, but yeah, I have uh, I have quite a collection. <laughs> so think- we've got. Uh, a few years ago, I invested in the drawer boxes that stack up, so you can just slide them out and pull your comics out and store them, and, and yeah, fancy over here in the lower fourth dimension. That's by, by, by the way, that 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 sigh was the sound of jealousy leaving my mouth. <laughs> People always say to me when they they, especially when they come in and they see the room and and it's you know kind of you're like, is this all Green Lantern? And you're like, yeah, it's all Green Lantern. And then the next question is. Your wife allows that, which is a funny statement, number one. And number two, she probably buys more of it than I do anymore. Like anytime she sees something Green Lantern, she's like, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this or that or <laughs> and now we know that we buy everything that comes out uh you know, that's you know available in stores. So yeah. she's having stuff made for me and uh and stuff like that. In fact, there's a there's an artist Jody Moisen and she did a for charity she painted a bunch of My Little Ponies now I'm not a brony or anything like that and they uh, they went to auction and all the money was for like comic book artists that uh, no longer you know that needed money mm-hmm. uh, and we, she won that one so I have the uh, the the Green Lantern My Little Pony <laughs> that was available. For, uh, for auction a few years ago. And if you look up like Green Lantern, My Little Pony on Google, it's one of the first ones that come up because it's been on a few different uh, uh, things and stuff. Yeah. I, sorry, I'm taking a quick second to actually look this up. I can actually... Green... Let me... Oh, there it is. There's, couple. So there's the, the smaller one with the pink hair... And that I also have two, and then I mean, I'm gonna send you a link real quick. I think I found it. The brown hair and the uh, I got the pink-haired one. I have that one also. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew that 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 this episode of uh, Zing This about Green Lantern turned into a pony discussion? Here you go with, and I am. I always preface this with. I am not a uh, 
a My Little Pony fan, but I do have those that were custom made. So, uh, so yeah. And that's funny. Like when you get into stuff and you get really into it, you start having stuff like that. A few years ago, I was at, uh, <laughs> I think it was C2E2. Yeah. And there was a booth there. C2E2 is uh, Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. It's kind of like a Wizard World, a little different, a lot of fun. And there was a booth there for a company that's no longer in business, but it was called I Am a Stuffed Animal. And, like, you could put a, a card in there, and you could win. They'd make you into a stuffed animal. So I'm walking by, and I fill out a little card, and I throw it in there. And a, a couple weeks later, I get an email or a call or whatever. Everyone's like, hey, we drew your name out. You won. I'm like, oh, great. And they're like, well, what do you want to be? I'm like, Green Lantern. <laughs> so I sent them photos of myself, and they made, you know, like a little plush me as a Green Lantern. So I was pretty excited. And I actually went back just a few months ago, and they're like, we're closing down. I'm like, oh, man, I was going to have another one made for someone, not Green Lantern. But, yeah, it was really cool. All right, so we, we've discussed. I know that the names have been dropped, and if you are somebody who's not familiar with the Green Lantern mythos, we'll try to do the best we can to explain, but this is two nerds talking about Green Lantern here, so I apologize ahead of time. Who would be your favorite Green Lantern out of the Earth Green Lantern? So my favorite, hands down, is Hal Jordan. If people don't know what Green Lantern is, so for all intents and purposes, they're space cops. But uh, there's these guys called the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're these ancient you know billions of year old beings not the ones you're thinking of it's this the dc ones yeah 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 the um the 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 guardians they are the ones that harnessed uh the emotional spectrum you're you think of the rainbow rainbow red orange yellow green blue and a violent well each one of those has a um color something that yeah each color has something that coincides with it so what you have is Green is willpower. Mm-hmm. So, and I said Guardians of the Galaxy. I have I have uh, Marvel on the brain. It's Guardians of the the universe. Or uh, yeah, I was I was galaxy. like Guardians of the universe. It's like I I think that's yeah. wrong, and I'm gonna try it to double check it. No, it but... is like I'm, I am I am I got Marvel on the brain today. But the Guardians of the universe. So these guys they 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 harnessed willpower, green, and they make this space force. And these guys have a ring, and this ring is it makes what they call hard light constructs. So. It's not using your imagination. It's using your willpower to go, all right, this guy's over here and he's going to shoot me. I need to put up a brick wall. And you think of a brick wall and it puts it up. And that sounds kind of rudimentary, but it also can do kind of whatever you can think of. And they call it the most powerful weapon in the universe because it's kind of like this untapped thing. There's no upper limit to what it can do. The user is the limit. The user is the limit. So, I mean, they've done everything from, like, you know, there there's lanterns that get slapped around by, you know, lower-end people, and there's, you know, people like Hal Jordan that, you know, can go toe-to-toe and overpower Superman and people like that, you know. So if you are one of them, uh, you are a heavy hitter as far as that goes. Now... My favorite, hands down, Hal Jordan. The um, other than Alan Scott, the Golden Age, the traditional Green Lantern, who actually was killed off. You you mentioned Jeff Johns earlier, mm-hmm. his run on Green yes. Lantern. Hal Jordan was killed, um, and Jeff not Johns, not just killed. He was turned into a supervillain at the very yeah, end so of his he, thing. He, yeah, he died reigniting our sun. Like the last thing he did was this big. Uh, they had this sun eater, this thing that was destroying our sun. And his last thing was this redemption. He sacrificed himself to reignite our sun. He let out all of his powers and uh, saved us all. 
Well, years go by and he's dead. And, and these Green Lantern fans forever, when I was in my teens and 20s, were like clamoring, like, bring him back, bring him back, bring him back. They had Kyle Rayner was this, this, this other Lantern that was on Earth and he was running things. Well, Jeff John steps in, brings Ka- brings Hal Jordan back and uh, you find out that he was not really evil. He was taken over by this entity called Parallax that was yellow. Well, I told you yellow, you know, mm-hmm. is, green was, was the color willpower. Well, yellow's the color of fear and Parallax is like, it's you know, it's, uh, what do you want to call it? It's mascot or whatever yeah. you want to call it. And it's... every color has their own mascot. Green has the ion and it looks like a, I don't know, like a space a whale, space whale. <laughs> or a dolphin or fish or something. And the, the, the parallax is kind of like this bug insect. Uh, I don't know. Thing. You know? That's, that's yeah. pretty accurate. Actually. Hal Jordan is, he's a test pilot. Uh, he's, uh, just you know, just suave and, and kind of the ladies' man, a jokester, but not not nothing crazy. And just like you know, one of my favorite things was like there was a, and I'm not going to remember what issue it was. And they're all going to like certain death, like they're all like everyone's like uh, scared and worried in the you know the Justice League. And they look over and he's like humming, whatever you know, take me out to the ball game. And like, what are you doing? He's like, oh man, open day. I'm thinking of this because today's opening day for baseball. He's like, opening day is on Monday, man. I'm excited. And they're like, aren't you worried about, like, we're all going to die? No. No, no, no. <laughs> you know? And that's, like, his whole his whole thing the whole time I've really liked him. He's the original. Uh, he died unjustly, I felt like. And when I was a kid, like I said, watching Super Friends, he was the guy, man. So yeah. little baby print in the late 70s and early 80s. Uh, he was a he was a Hal Jordan guy. <laughs> and And to play on that, I mean... He the the other thing Jeff, Jeff Johns and I know he's probably gonna come up fifty million times on this episode. If you want a um a a line of Green Lantern or to get into Green Lantern, read Jeff Johns' run starting with Green Lantern Rebirth and all the way through to um technically the end. And I say that both as the end of his run and also I'm pretty sure the last volume he did for Green Lantern is called The he, End. Uh yeah, so he did a little bit of Volume Five, mm-hmm. but for the most part, like. All of Volume Four is him. so. And Rebirth came around when all the and Black Knight came around when the New Fifty Two was happening. And if you're not familiar with what the New Fifty Two is, DC and Marvel and everyone every once in a while likes to just go out. Ah, we're redoing everything, and they did this whole thing called the Flashpoint Paradox, where they went through time and messed with everything, and all the books got different and changed in backstories, except for Green Lantern, because Jeff was working on. Green Lantern, and he's like, number one, I'm not changing the backstory because it's too good. Yeah, it's can you know, it's too much continuity. And number two, at that time, that was the cash cow for DC. That was what Green Lantern. There was like, I don't know how many, five or six Green Lantern different titles, and they and were also they were the basis for the events, the recent events, Brightest Day, Blackest Night. Those two events, yeah, were... ab- absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they were huge, like spanning the entire industry uh, for several years. Green Lantern was uh, top tier; like he yeah. was outselling, uh, very much outselling uh, Superman and Wonder Woman and Flash. Batman's always, you know, up there. But but they were the number one selling book for years, and Jeff Johns is to thank for that. Now. You you can blame him maybe some for you know the Green Lantern movie and stuff like that which wasn't that great, but he is a fantastic writer and uh, he's got an eye for 
big picture story arcs that um, uh, they were very much needing. And, and you know, after the the lull of the nineties mm-hmm. when comics were kind of waning, man, they brought a lot of people back into it. He basically, I mean, I'm not saying Green Lantern was it, it wasn't doing that well leading up to him taking over. He basically no, it was took, not. He took something that no one was really paying any attention to and turned it into basically. Yeah, Earth's in trouble, but the universe or the galaxy or everything's in trouble because of what's going on with Green Lantern. Yeah, like they, it, they made it less Earth centric, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I think a lot of that had to do with they had a character. Kyle Rayner was the the Lantern, and not the character's fault per se, but the people that were writing it for a long time. I don't think they knew what to do with him. He's a weird character. Um, he's an artist. He got the ring. You know, you're chosen by the ring. They've all been chosen except for when all the other Lanterns died after you know. Uh, the events that led up to Final Night when when we said how Jordan sacrificed his life. Yep. They just come to Earth and they throw... The first guy's drunk leaving a bar and it happens to be Kyle Rayner and they throw him the ring. <laughs> Have and fun. And that was kind of how they treated his whole character. What's that? <laughs> Have fun with this. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of like Greatest American Hero. Yeah, you figured it out yourself. We're not going to give you the instruction booklet, you know? <laughs> now, mind <laughs> you, Kyle Rayner was a good, like, good lantern. I know a lot of people did grow up on him. He's not top of my list either, per se. How, how Jordan would top my list, um, followed closely by Guy Gardner and then John Stewart. And yeah, no offense you know. to Simon Baz or uh, Jessica Cruz, I kind of a- after Jeff Johns was done, I'm like I'm done at this moment too. So yeah, I, I understand what they're doing it's not with what them. It was. Yeah, but it's, it's like not what it was. But it's like the, he basically the Jeff Johns run built this whole entire emotional spectrum this whole entire universe introduced all these new characters and basically if there's a blank 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 or blank lantern they came from him like right. red lantern yellow lantern well not yellow and to an extent sorry speaking of characters that people didn't know what to do with he reshaped and made one of my favorite characters and i think one of the most fleshed out villains there is sinestro oh man uh, i even hate I, saying villain he's more like an anti-hero sinestro he, is fantastic and so many layers to him he is um uh, by the way spoiler alert for anyone going going to read this we're probably going to spoil everything in this the ending to the sinestro core war was the biggest twist in my opinion that's actually i i kind of was reading green lantern off and on when i read that i'm like i need to get all of this when he when he took back the parallax. Oh no 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 no! no. The end of the end of Sinestro Corps, where where they changed the rules that the lanterns obeyed, because uh, they were yeah. allowed to kill. And Sinestro yep. pointed out, "I still won because now the entire universe fears you." Yep. Because he yep. wanted he his whole thing is he wants the best of the universe. He's not a bad guy. He's like I want to kill everyone. It's like no, he wants yeah. to rule. Because What's good he, for the many, you know, sacrifice a few to, to yes. save the many. And yeah. he wants to roll through fear because he's like, that's the only thing people understand. Well, Green Lanterns didn't do that, but during the Sinestro Corps, they were getting basically wiped out by the Sinestro Corps because the Sinestro Corps could kill, and the Green Lanterns legitimately couldn't do anything that could kill somebody. Their, their yeah, links stopped like a them. Yeah, stipulation. Their ring wouldn't allow it. Yeah. Yes, they, they could not deal a killing blow to people, so the Guardians went, well, let's change this. They changed it, and then at the end, Sinestro pointed out, now the entire universe fears you. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, I won. Because I got my way. And it's like, you read that and you're like, oh my gosh, what the crap? And I just yeah, remember yeah. reading that and I was like, this is awesome. And, and that what made, made him such a great villain is he's not 
a bad guy. He just goes about in the wrong way. Him and Magneto to me. He wants peace. Yes, that's very good. He's like he's like the Magneto. Like he wants peace, but he's not even you know dumbing it down to only his people or anything. He wants peace in the whole universe. Mm -hmm. But he's like, you guys got to step in line. It's my way of thinking. But then again, like he's had all these chances to these these fights and with Hal Jordan and stuff like that. And then they talk about it, and it's like at the end of the day, he said this. He's like, we're still friends. We'll always be friends. (laughs) We don't see eye to eye, but. you know, I might not like it, but I respect you. He's got like the, uh, uh, what was the Mantooth, West Mantooth, or whatever it was in a uh, in a. Uh, oh, um, um, um. Anchorman. I... Yeah, I was. I was like, like I'm, I'm, it's only took my like time. But damn it, I respect you. <laughs> yeah. No, I. So it... yeah, it's a weird. He's a weird, fun character. He's been a Green Lantern. He's been a White Lantern. He's been a Yellow Lantern. You know, he's kind of. He's kind of and been a Green Lantern again, and been a Yellow Lantern again, and been a it it, it flip flops with him so much. But no, yeah. I, I I agree with you. I think he is a great villain, and I I will agree. DC didn't know what to do with him for the longest time either. They were just like, oh well, he's like the arch rival to the Green Lanterns. Well, what more yeah. than? And it's like people he, people think of the old like uh, Super Friends where he's like, yeah. you know, just like a pencil thin mustache, weird looking dude, and uh, that's not exactly him. You know, if we got to go to the movie, that was one of the redeeming parts of the uh, Green Lantern movie. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll agree Sinestro. with that. Uh, I thought, I thought, uh, and I'm the guy I'm blanking out who played Sinestro, but he did a Strong. fantastic Mark yeah, Strong. Yeah, Mark Strong. He did a really good job with Sinestro. I thought uh, he played him as a dick <laughs> who came around, and that's kind of that's kind of him, you know. So. It, it was a lot of fun. A All right, fun. let's let's rip this Band-Aid off real quick. We've we've mentioned the movie. Let's go over the movie for a second. I, I know we're we're jumping all over the place, people, but just just bear with us. It's 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 all Green Lantern stuff, so so don't worry. That's right. Um, <laughs> what? Okay, I, I went to go see the movie in theater, and I had a I had a very interesting statement when I left it, and my friend who saw it with me had another interesting statement. So, I'm I'm gonna let our guests go first on what was your impression of the movie. They took decades of material and tried to shove all these different aspects into a, uh, a hour and a half, two hour movie. And it was just a muddled mess. And the parts that they did take in, they scrapped them and made them, they should have been no parallax. There should have been none of that. It should have just been for me, if they wanted to play the movie that they did should have been, it could have been him, uh, getting the ring and doing the training and maybe having some sort of, you know, oh, it's this big, uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, that he has to, to go and overcome. There should have been no parallax, no yellow lanterns, nothing at all in it. It was too many, co- you know, too many cooks in the kitchen almost. I don't know who the hell greenlit all these different aspects of it, but it, 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 it was just bad. It was so muddy. It was bad. And Ryan Reynolds, uh, he was the wrong choice for me. Um, and they played it way too comedic for what Hal Jordan is, in my book. All right. Um, first thing out of the gate for me, I hate, I hated the suit. God dang it, I hated the suit. Oh, God, God yeah. dang it, I hated the suit. Oh, it was so Because not only so did it affect that movie for me, they kind of did in the comics for a few issues. Like, it kind of, they, the way they were being drawn was looking like it's more organic for a little bit, too. And that I was like, please don't let this continue to leak over, please. But well, and in the comics, the suit is created by the ring, but it yeah. doesn't look like that monstrosity. Yes, you know. <laughs> yes. Um. 
Okay, I left that theater. And um, I'll, I'll point this out. There was a preview for, I don't remember which Harry Potter movie it was, but there was a preview for Harry Potter at the beginning of the movie. Mm. I left that theater with one of my friends. And we got out to the car, and I didn't say anything. Like, we watched the movie, watched the end of the credits, we walked out, we're standing by my car, and he looks at me and he goes, so what'd you think? And I'm like, I think it's the best they could have done. And he goes, oh, you liked it? And I'm like, no, 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 no. That is not a compliment. That is not a compliment in my book. I'm like, I just feel like they they were going in the wrong direction so hard that there was nothing that anyone could have done to fix it, that it was just going to be a garbage pile no matter what they did. Yeah, to it. bad script. Yeah, it was, it was just, yeah. I, I, it just, my only response was, it's the best they could have done. And that's not yeah. a good thing. And then he went, well, I paid nine ninety nine to see the Harry Potter trailer, and I got a free showing of Green Lantern, so I'm happy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and it's one pill to swallow when, like, you're someone like me who's who's been a fan. It, it, it was very hard for me because, as a fan, everyone, you know, all my friends know yeah. that I'm a Green Lantern fan, and then they go, that movie, huh? Like, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, that's what you're a fan of? No, that's not what I'm a fan of. Uh, that's a monstrosity. Just like you can be a fan of something else, they might make a bad one. You know what I mean? Yeah. DC comics are fantastic. The DC comic movies have not been, you know, and that's nothing against DC. You don't have to be a DC or Marvel only fan. You know, I like a lot of, you know, crossover stuff. Uh, not crossover, but, you know, I cross yeah. over to other, uh, other uh, Marvel and, and Image, and I've, I've read everything through the years. And there's... <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be that where like people go, oh well, I'm done with Green Lantern forever. No, man, you know, another movie's coming out. I have high hopes, and DC just needs to uh, get their crap together. And it sounds like it sounds like Aquaman's getting some decent reviews. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman was great. I didn't think that. I didn't think that Justice League was as terrible as everyone said. It was. I great. still haven't watched it. It's not as terrible in my book as everyone said, and there is a Green Lantern in it for like thirty. I, I've I've seen that scene though. I have seen yeah, that scene. It's a flashback. That's not telling you anything. So yeah, uh, you know, I, I, maybe they'll get it together. Maybe they won't. Um, but uh, you know, I'm still gonna go see it. <laughs> and and by the way, for anyone, I do own the Justice League movie. It's sitting right over there. I can actually see it from here. I will watch it, but there is something coming up soon on the podcast that i don't want to spoil that joke so stay tuned uh-oh spoiler <laughs> dun, I, dun, dun. I know <laughs> but no i mean it's i i i wanted to do another green lantern movie heck if it could work why not do like a netflix series for green lantern or something low i i don't want to say low yeah, budget but something the problem is it's so expensive it, it is it really is because i mean you they know, so... you, they gotta be set in space and you gotta i I think you could do the suits without CGI and have it look. Do the suits work. without, but you know everything they do is, is space is hard like constructs. These these CGI, you know, I gotta think it's you know not not easy to do and it's stupid expensive. Um, but you know, um, maybe one day. Yeah, exactly. Maybe one day. As we go, you know, it's funny. Like I said, this thing about um, South Park, and when South Park first came out, they had these thirty thousand dollar computers that they had to buy in order to be able to render everything for South Park. Mm-hmm. They're like, now, now we can go to like Best Buy and buy uh, the cheapo off the, the shelf and do the exact same thing. Uh, it, you know, it, so it's it, just how far stuff has come. You know, I know. At t- times they are changing. And like, like I said, I, I would love to see a series like that where they could, because 
I don't think Green Lantern works as a movie. I, I, I don't think they work as a movie, like just a standalone movie. I think it would work as a few movies or as a TV series. Because I think or, it tells. Throw them in. Like, I would have been okay with they throw him in. Throw him in with the Justice League when he needs stuff. You know, come in. Yeah. And, and they could have they had him come in and play the part of. Well, you haven't seen it, so. I know, you, I, I know everything that happens. Superman as much as Superman was, and it would have been just fine. You would have had so. to digitally put stuff on him instead of digitally take a mustache <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah, which was uh, a nice uh, zing, so to speak, uh-huh. from, uh, from Ryan Reynolds in the new Deadpool. Oh, comic. my gosh. Have you seen that trailer? Where he's like, we're trying to... He's like, it's only an arm. It's not like we're trying to remove a mustache. <laughs> as far as CG, yeah. You know what? In, in all honesty, Ryan Reynolds has paid his dues for having to do terrible comic book movies in the end. Because, I mean, he, he was the Weapon X Deadpool, which yeah. no one yep. wanted, which they made fun of. Hannibal King in yeah. the, 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 the worst uh, Blade Blade movie, and uh, yeah. Of course, yeah, Green Lantern, yeah, and, and he's made fun of all of those in more recent mm-hmm. movies, mm-hmm. so... So, yeah, and he he kind of hit a home run with Deadpool, and I hope the next one is good too. So, it it looks know. good so far. I'm I'm excited for it. That's off to him. He seems like though I will say the character he plays seems like kind of like him. He's just a smart I, I don't think he's acting. I think they just follow yeah. him around. Yeah, exactly. They're like, hey, this guy is uh, this is him. <laughs> so so I, I just wanted to get into this real quick. I mentioned yep. earlier. I think that I said I'd like Guy Gardner, and it's for certain yeah. reasons. Guy Gardner, for me, was just the character that I was kind of like, oh, he's one of the other Lanterns, okay. Because, mm-hmm. mind you, I, t- I told you guys when I got into it, it was more during Jeff Johns' run, and yeah. Blackest Night, where he got the green Lantern ring on one hand and the red Lantern ring on the other, and he had both yeah. power sets, and was just going to town on what essentially, to, to sum this up, uh, the risen dead, or quote-unquote, zombies, Mm-hmm. Um, that I was like, he's awesome because of this alone. And I think they, they actually did some good stuff with him eventually. Yeah, so he, it's funny. So the, the blue lanterns, which are, you know, hope they can, rem- if you wear a, a red lantern ring, it like corrupts you and they can burn it out of you. They can remove it. And after all that stuff, he'd had that ring on and they're like, okay, we'll remove it out of you. He's like, nah, leave it. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to use that rage when I need to. And he's been on and off a red lantern a yep. lot and they do better. I like him better that way. Cause he was always this, um, they always said like, Oh, he's got, you know, he's got brain damage and all like they, they played all these things. They, he was another character that, uh, they didn't know Guy what to Gardner, do with warrior. You know, he had alien DNA for a long time after he wasn't a, a lantern anymore. And, before After that, he he had the yellow lantern ring of Sinestro that he had yep. stolen when and he was, was just using the Guy Gardner books. Absolutely, yep. absolutely, you know, and uh, which that weird jacket he wears looks bad as a Green Lantern. It looked even worse as like a black biker jacket. Yeah, <laughs> when he was running around with the yellow lantern ring. But uh, yeah, like I don't know, like he just seems like so much more of a badass as, as a Red Lantern and kind of like rogue Red Lantern. Like I, it works for him. It made everybody. it gave him like some more emotional depth. I felt it gave him a more interesting story from what I, you know, from what I've read from it because I'm still catching up on that one slightly. But no, I just I just felt like they they did a good job. Like once um, he was able to sort of come into his own and be instead of just being oh he's another one of the Green Lanterns, it was. Hey, he's the Red Lantern for Earth, and now the leader of the Red Lanterns. And so, there's so many lanterns outside of your your Earth lanterns that are fun characters. You know, Kilowog comes to mind. Uh, you know, a lot of people love him. That 
you know, the the lovable drill sergeant from the movie or whatever you want to call it. He's got a lot of backstory and, and you know, Sinestro's daughter and one of my favorites, uh, Sodom Yak. Sodom oh, Yak is, yes. As far as stupidly overpowered as you can be. So Sodom Yak is a Daxamite and Daxamites... But, hold on, real, real quick though. If you've sure. listened to Zingness enough, I've already done this spiel. Toby, listen up. So... He is a Daxamite, which was a Kryptonian that li- moved to another planet a long time ago. So, just like Superman, when he comes to Earth, the Yellow Sun gives him all the powers. So, he has all the powers of Superman, number one. Then he was a Green Lantern, number two. And then, on top of it, he got the Ion. So, we talked about earlier that that fish-whale space thing is like the entity that, that makes up all the willpower in the universe. It infused him. So, he is at that point in time, one of the most powerful beings in existence. And he was the only one who went toe-to-toe with Superboy Prime. Superboy Prime, if you're not familiar with him, remember like the 19, like 40s when Superman would like sneeze and it would destroy a galaxy yep. and he'd headbutt planets and it was so over the top. Well, there's a multiverse and Superboy Prime is that Superman that's so comically overpowered and he's crazy. Just absolutely crazy. And Sodom Yat went toe to toe with them, you know. And so, did as far as cosmic things, beating the crap sh- out of. But I mean, it's somebody who can basically break reality. He's so strong. Someone uh, who, yeah. if they even saw Batman, would kill him on sight. It's funny you said break reality because uh, he did Prime actually punched through reality. Yes, yes, yes. and that's something that absolutely uh, Sodom Yat could do. And they they. If you go into the future, and if you read what's going to happen in the future, eventually, because he's not going to die, he's the last lantern. Yes, that, in um, Legion, the Legion, um, or the Le- Legion it, of, of Superheroes. Yeah, yeah, the, in the it, future, absolutely. If I remember correctly, it starts with him just sitting there as like the yep. like he's the last Green Lantern, and he decides that he's not going to sit there anymore, and he's going to go out and start a new core. Yes, and here's the difference: Le- Legion of my- the Fifth Worlds. Yep, and uh, that's the thirty-first century, and he also has a different oath. But I'll let you continue real quick. <laughs> He's uh, the only thing is, Daxamites are are different from Kryptonians. Kryptonians are, you know, they're deathly allergic to kryptonite. Uh, he's deathly allergic to lead, I believe it was. Yes, because he gets a lead pipe jam through him. Yeah, they went. He threw him into a reactor, and they grabbed one of the reactor rods, which was lead, and stabbed him with it. Yeah. And the so, only reason he survived is the lantern ring actually was... So he um, can never take his ring off. Yep. yep. Yep, he's got like a lethal dose in him. So, yeah, yeah, fun character. Oh, stupid power, overpowerful. And since the New 52, he's not been there. So, you know, they just, they didn't do anything with him. And I think that's terrible because he's, you know, he was a fun guy to, to be able to do stuff with. So, absolutely. And his oath, which they do point out in the actual comic, is in mm-hmm. brightest day... Through blackest night, no other core shall spread its light. Let those who try to stop what's right burn like my power, Green Lantern's light. There you go. And if you Every are familiar, while, a... if you are familiar with other green with Green Lantern oaths, there are slight variations, but this one's interesting because it kind of has some uh, Yellow Lantern stuff in there. Yeah, he's um now that's future him saying yes. that, but. But uh, very much so, very much so. It's kind of like a an interesting, maybe a nod or a foreboding to, to you know what they'll eventually do, or they'll just throw it away like they do with other crap and and you know 
piss away an amazing chance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> another storyline. Also, another thing. Um, right before he actually was not involved with Blackest Night because he actually flew to flew to Daxum, was there, and mind you, the entire plant was basically Superman. And they were they had basically turned the sun back to being red, and it was going to basically kill off everyone. Mm-hmm. He flew into the sun and basically reignited it himself, and was like stuck in the center of the sun for a good yeah, chunk of time. A but, long time, but he, didn't die. he was there. Yeah, he he was. At, well, he, I thought people thought he might have died, but, but it turns out he was there. alive because mm-hmm. they pull the ion out of him and. It comes to find out there's some evil entity after yeah the the, the normal so, sorry to <laughs> sorry to just kind of jump over this real quick but the normal no, yeah. comic book villainy of some sort <laughs> yeah oh that old chestnut yes yes that, that that old chestnut they drag out to where the entire universe is at stake for the fifteenth time this week yeah I just think in my mind like that's why I was so drawn to the character it's just this bigger space opera. You know, uh, it's more than, you know, uh, what's going on on just Earth or especially what's going on in Gotham. And it had a lot of different characters they interacted with. And just it was it was so fun to me. And I blame a lot of it. Like if I hadn't watched, you know, Super Friends as a kid and and loved the character and got the toys when I was a child, maybe I wouldn't have cared. But but I do. And and I I stuck with it, man. You know, and uh, and uh, now I'm calling up Guinness. (laughs) <laughs> hey, you and, gotta uh, check out we, this collection, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you we'll gotta take a look at what know. I got. I was supposed to know for sure before we did this episode. Well, and then they're like, "Well, give me three more weeks. Give me two more weeks." And then I gave them new information. I got a thing just the other day. I told you, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna get right back to you shortly with an answer." So trust <sighs> us. Pay attention to our feed. I'm sure I'll post about it, or yeah, or maybe that'll be part of news one week when Ellie's back. There but you go. Well, we we will we we are waiting on bated breath because because then I can because <laughs> I, I mean that's 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 awesome for one. But it's so nice to find someone that I say that to and they go that's not that's awesome. Not like what the hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, I seriously What's wrong with you? <laughs> like I seriously feel like like if I ever did walk into that room, I, I'd have to shield my eyes and step out and go, I'm not worthy enough. <laughs> it's a lot to take. If you're not used to seeing like a big collection of uh, comic stuff, too, people go in there and they're like, what? You know, it's funny. People, I told you before, they go, what, your wife allows that? My wife has a walk-in shoe closet, <laughs> you know, and it probably has as much spent in there as mine, so she can't really say anything. <laughs> Actually, on, on that note, she's not here, but this is really funny because um, we do have a lot of prints and like artwork Ellie's had done or has bought. Right. And it's hilarious because when people come over and they and they and they've only met met me or know me a little bit better, we'll be walking through. I'll be showing them stuff and I'll be like, "Oh, that that's really cool. That that that's yours, Ellie's. Oh, that's your Ellie's. Oh, well this <laughs> well this pinup girl version of Harley Quinn must definitely be Ellie's. Like I'm like, if trust me, if if it's if it's posted up and it's of some female character or something. Minus, I do have actually a Power Girl one that 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 yeah. Ellie did get me but yes um no she 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 loves getting stuff like that and, and everything yeah. so so yes I, I know how you feel it's funny because everyone assumes it's me i'm like no it's it's ellie now i'm a kid you know and, and luckily my wife is too and, uh, <laughs> you know our basement is just fun like we've got a we got a bar i got we got a, we have an arcade in, in our basement i got like 10 arcade games and uh just fun man you know you got to live life and enjoy it you know and I, so many I, people are like oh don't you want to um 
put that away when people are coming over? No! <laughs> I need to bring more out. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> Crazy God, now. <laughs> no, um, I, I, sorry, I just babbled there for no apparent reason. Um, <laughs> exactly. No, I, I just wanted to, um, to ask real quick, because I know that we brought him up, and I'm actually staring at something right now. Um, what are your thoughts on the portrayal of John Stewart? I mean, this is—I I, kind of go back to this because it seems like everyone knows who he is because of the mm-hmm. the uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited yeah, shows. You know, it's funny when when they were announced the movie a few years ago, people were like, "I don't get it. That, that's not that's not Green Lantern." Because yeah. the, the cartoon was a big—I was a little older, you know, and I didn't watch it as much. But that was a lot of people grew up with that, and that's what they knew. I like John Stewart. You know, he's a he's a Marine, you know, and he's an architect and. Uh, one of the things I like is like we talked about these these constructs, these things that they create with their, um, their minds. Yeah. Like when Hal Jordan makes something, it's more like you know it's a plane or it's a gun or it's you know something like that. And when Kyle Rayner, he's an artist, he makes like these giant monstrosities and things. When John Stewart makes stuff, it's very tactical and and precise. So, like. I like how they bring that out, like the artist. Yeah, I was I was going to say I love the artwork because normally when it's him doing it, it looks like there's blueprints, kind of yeah. almost printing it Whereas out. Whereas when Guy Gardner does it, there's light like spewing out of it, like his are less refined. Yeah, because he's so angry. Like that's a great way to they they look at these characters and they break them down to even when they're gonna punch you in the face with a giant green glowing hand, each one's different. You know, yeah, and, like and Kyle Rayner. Really will make a giant robot that, that looks like comically like large and um, yeah. it looks like a Gundam. Yeah. He basically will do a Gundam, whereas if John Stewart did it, it would be something that's more blueprinted and more refined yeah, looking. Yeah, and I like I like John Stewart, you know, and, and I've even got all the old like John Stewart mosaic when they they're bringing all these other old planets and he was he was kind of curating them on Oa. Oa mm-hmm. is their their home planet of the the, the Greenlanders and the Guardians, and uh, not the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Correcting yourself. He's a fun character, but I don't think you can lead a whole movie with him because he's so blah. Because he's a Marine. And he has that, that, you know, I got the buzz cut and I'm a cop and and thank you very much. And he needs someone to play off of. That's why he plays off well with with Hal or with Guy or or, or anyone else. Or in the Justice League, he played off really well with all them. You know, and and that was the problem. In the Justice League, he was kind of just, you know, the, the comic... Uh, I mean, they did a lot with him and Hawkgirl, you know, dating and his son and, you know, when they go to the future and blah, 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 blah. But, um, yeah, it just never did a lot for me. And, and I don't think that I wouldn't I wouldn't have him. I wouldn't have him lead a movie, but I would love to see him in it. Like, if they're going to yeah. be a buddy cop, he should be the other one. Yes. I, like, uh, it's the opposite, the yin and the yang. I, I definitely agree with you. I think that that would be great. Um, I, 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 I said I think that, that he was great to introduce people because – I mean, when when I was to the the Twitter thing I posted about this was obviously I knew exactly which image I wanted. I'm like, I want him with his ring from the opening of Justice League, because I'm right, like, it, right. it's just it's one of those images that I mean, people are obviously going to know exactly what this is and what we're going to be discussing. So, yeah, so that, that's why I wanted that because he he's iconic in that sense because a lot of people of a certain age know exactly who it is. Now, mind you, I will point this out. Kyle Rayner and Hal Jordan did appear in the Justice League, um, Justice League Unlimited, 
if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, they did that flip-flop, that one episode where all of a sudden it was Hal Jordan. And it was, like, for, like, a minute. It was barely a yep. minute. And, and it was like, gr- I'm up to speed. I know what's going on. And they didn't even, they just brushed over it. I, yeah. I love that. And then Kyle plus the other Green Lanterns appear during, I think it's the, it's is it the Amazo episode? It's it's the one where, uh, the, where the robot comes back. And they also show up in the one, wasn't there the one where they do a funeral? Yes, they're okay. in that too. And Kyle gets his ring, if I remember correctly, in one of the Adventures of Superman episodes. Yeah, but it's funny. They kind of did Kyle as Hal. Yep. They kind of told Hal's story a little bit more, but then just made it Kyle for whatever reason. Because you know? people wouldn't understand that. Well, actually, to, to be correct, that was during the time when Hal was quote-unquote dead. I guess, but man, it's just so crazy. You're like, all right, well, do whatever you, you know, do whatever makes you happy. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the one running it, so I'm just the one spending the money. <laughs> all right, well, we're gonna go to a quick break. This has been a fun discussion, but um, when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna finish up the show. So so stay tuned for more. Zing this. Called the Working Man's Nerdist, Tales from the Fandom is a weekly podcast where David talks with a guest about the fandoms that they love. Whether it's classics like Star Trek, Star Wars and Tolkien, or new ones like Game of Thrones or Harry Potter. Anime, books, TV shows, movies, role-playing, video games, cosplay and more are discussed. Each episode is different, based on the guest. No fandom is too big or too small. Subscribe to Tales from the Fandom and join in on the fun. All right, everyone, welcome back. And it's been, thank, thank you so much for being on, giving me an opportunity to talk shop on um, oh, Green God. Lantern. Thanks for letting me talk Green Lantern. It's not like boring someone and they're rolling their eyes. <laughs> no, no, I, I love it. It's, it's, I'm having like so many flashbacks. I might not be able to edit this episode because I'm probably going to go back and start reading Jeff John's okay. run again, but um, no. I by, by the way, I guess we could do a quick reading recommendation. If I mean, I I think we're both gonna probably say the same thing. Jeff John's if, run. If, if I had to start and I wanted to read Green Lantern, I would start with Rebirth. Yes. Uh, Two thousand four, I think that was. Uh, I'll, Jeff John. I'll fact check and, you real quick because I had that actually pulled up. So, uh, Jeff Johns. You Rebirth are right and, on the dot, sir. <laughs> Jeff John's Rebirth 2004 and follow that all the way through. If you want to keep reading through uh, Green Lantern Volume 4, there's also Green Lantern Core. Then you're going to get into Sinestro Core and Red Lantern and you know all these offshoots. But uh, everything up through Blackest Night, fantastic. You yes. can't go wrong. Oh, well, yes. You can just go read Blackest Night after you read some of that and, and you'll be entertained. And Blackest Night encompasses the entire... If you always wanted to see the DC Universe and a whole bunch of zombies, quote-unquote... Uh, you're in luck. <laughs> no, I, Bla- Blackest Night is great. I, I love it. And it's one of those things that, like, I remember when that was coming out and people were asking me about it. And they're like, well, and I'm like, it's great. But trust me, if you knew what led up to this, it's even better. Yeah, so. like it's a, it was a really good thing because uh, they took Jeff Johns took a lot of the backstory and made it into something instead of just gibberish. So uh, two thumbs up for him. I yes. feel like we're we're his little fanboys. I like, like, like I said, I don't think I honestly. While you would probably still have your Green Lantern collection, sir, I don't think my love for him and the all around fandom around Green Lantern would be Absolutely. the same without what he contributed. I honest. agree with that a hundred percent. Yep. So, yep. 
So I, I've, I've brought you on, and I don't think we ever mentioned where did where are you from, sir? If that may sound as bold as it can. And where <laughs> so can people I, find more from you? Probably not yeah, comic book so related, I'm the though. Co-host of, of Hysteria Nation. Hysteria Nation is a weekly conspiracy, paranormal, alien, all that jazz comedy show. We, we each week we tell a story, and you're going to find out what happened in that story and my opinion and my co-host John's opinion. And, uh, we're going to make fun of it, you know, in a lot of ways, because it is a comedy show. First, you can go to his, uh, facebook.com slash hysteria 51 pod. If you're on Twitter at hysteria 51 pod, also on Facebook, we have our own discussion group. You can just search hysteria nation and, uh, wherever we're any pod catchers out there, you can find us, uh, Instagram, hysteria 51 podcast. And yeah, like, uh, uh, weekly nonsense. Our, our tagline is the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. <laughs> I think that sums us up pretty well. And if you also like uh, ignorant robots, we have one of those on our show. Yes, yes, they certainly do. <laughs> Conspiracy bots. So, love to have you. Yeah, and also if you forget any of this stuff, Hysteria51.com. Real easy. All our links are there. And you're also part of, of course, the Dark Myths podcast. Dark collective. Myths! Yes. yes. So yeah, our so, so brothers in arms, so to speak. So brothers and sisters in yes, arms. Um, right. So so there's your pl- dark miss plug this week. Um, but no, uh, it was great to have you on. Um, I think it's funny how, like, I I I love conspiracy stuff, and I I, I get on you know your guys' shows and stuff like the conspiracy shows, so I can talk conspiracies, and then I have you guys on here to talk comic books That's and, right. and nerdy nice stuff. Outlet. So, so it's like, what, what are you nerdy about that's not involving how many UFOs you saw last night? Yeah, it's it's nice to be able to, to sit down in front of a mic, not sit down in front of a mic and not talk reptilians and Nazis and the Hollow Earth and the Flat Earth, and and not have to scream, "I'm not crazy." <laughs> yeah, or, or or tell people that they're crazy that a lot of them are the ones that are backing this stuff. So, yeah, uh, you know, I I'm a little bit of the more, you know, I, I'm open minded. I'll listen to you. And John, my co-host, is the uh, I don't believe in any of it, and we kind of meet in the middle. And, uh, and I I cringe saying open-minded, but you know what I mean. Like I, I'm gonna listen to it, but uh, the Earth's round. You heard uh, it first. All right, <laughs> all right. Um, once again, he told you where to find him. Don't don't aim any of that towards me. But yes, it is round. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. So, just a quick heads up for everyone on some Zingness news real quick before we wrap up stuff. Um, Ellie, of course, should be back on the next week's episode, so look forward to that. Um, of course, as I said, we are part, we are both part of Dark Myths, so go to darkmyths.org to find out more stuff from us and our podron brethren <laughs> in arms and sisterin, I guess. That's not even a word. Um <laughs> We'll let it slide. It's okay. Well, we we will. We will. All right. Um, You can also, of course, find me every week talking Star Wars nonsense over on Knights of Vader podcast. You can, of course, find Zingness on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, um, basically wherever you can find podcasts. But if it is on Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate that five-star review. Uh, You can find us on Facebook, Zingness, Twitter, at Zingness, Instagram, at Zingness Podcast. Uh, if you want to help contribute to the podcast, you can go to www.patreon.com slash zingthis. I will point this out real quick. I did see Ready Player One today. And Ooh. since and since Ellie Hot is... Hot take. Yay or nay. Hot take. I want to hear it. Oh, uh, man. I, I, I got I to promote that, that you need to listen to the, to the, to the ah, Patreon ah, episode. 
just just one dollar more, but 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 you give me money. (laughs) But I I left it and I did tweet out. It was fun. So so there's there's your there's your it, it was fun. The more you know. <laughs> uh, you can email us directly at zingness at gmail.com. Uh, you can find T Public stuff, um, what stuff with our logo on it, like t shirts and stuff, at www.tpublic.com slash zingthis. And you can contribute to T um, Pod Tuesdays. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Every week we're, we're posting pictures of everyone's different shows. I got a whole closet of them, so I'm glad I can at least do something with them other than just wear them and have yes. other people look at them. And, <laughs> and mind you, great podcasting medium right now. Um, this isn't to um, suck up to anyone guesting on today, but I am wearing my brand new Hysteria 51. Uh, and, and it shirt. is spectacular. I it it is. I, I'm, I'm I very. He I, sent a picture of it. I approve. Yes, so I I will hopefully be able to get it washed, cleaned, and ready to go for this Tuesday. Uh, Of course, our sound guy is A.A. Ron. Our logo is done by Chris Zinger. And finally, DJ Golden Boy 89 play us out. And thank you once again, sir, for being a part of Zingness. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much. you're thinking you just saw that ufo land the occupants don't seem to be at home and you just want to lick that thing all the kids are doing it and it seems like the cool thing but it isn't licking ufos causes hallucinogenic yeast narcotic induced karyokinesis otherwise known as hynic symptoms include electrocution bleeding gums tongue rash mouth sores flatulence gastrointestinal disorders enlightenment an understanding of why space pancakes don't have salt. Flatulence. The urge to consume copious amounts of Tic Tacs and or eggs and or Mentos. The ability to speak Sasquatchese. Vomit. Diarrhea. An undeniable urge to sing the song Satellite by Dave Matthews Band. Satellite. Oh, God, stop it. A sudden urge to mate with Venetian women. Flatulence. The inability to stop saying, Houston, we have a problem. Time slips. Telepathy death, and flatulence. I know it may seem cool to lick UFOs, but is it really worth it? Don't lick the UFO. The more you know. This message paid for by the Our Strange Skies podcast.